Well, folks, uh, Sean Mice here, and in today's training, I'm going to kind of dig into the topic of driving traffic, and I'm going to approach it a little bit differently than a lot of times we we see traffic taught um, differently than kind of the usual process, and I want to dig into why I'm going to approach it just a little bit differently. So if we kind of dissect what the usual process is, uh, basically what we see with the usual process is you look into a, a way to drive traffic. You say, hey, you know, I've got a website, I've got a business, and I want to increase the traffic. I need people to come to my website. And so what normally happens is one of two things. Either, either you'll go looking for a traffic source and you will stumble on a few. You may hear about blog marketing or you may hear about Facebook marketing or you may hear about Google pay-per-click or you might hear about article marketing or SEO or any of those number of things. And what happens, what tends to happen is that you, you evaluate that traffic source based on how good it sounds or how easy it sounds or how inexpensive it is or, or someone else's success with it. But many times as a result of doing that, and I'll get more into this in a few minutes, that there is a disconnect between the traffic source and where you're driving the traffic to. So there's a disconnect between the types of people who come through that traffic source and the types of people that you need on your website. So what all, again, another, another path that this happens is that whether you were looking for it or not, you discover through someone sending you an email or from someone giving a testimonial or you go to a seminar and hear about it, again, that somebody has used another source of traffic and it has worked really well for them and you may try it and perhaps it doesn't necessarily work for you. It doesn't mean that any of the traffic sources necessarily don't work. There's a lot of reasons it could be not working. Maybe the back end's not in place, whatever. But a lot of times it's simply a mismatch between the people that you want to get to your website and how they should be getting to your website. And so what I like to do is go about it from a different perspective, and that is instead of starting with the traffic source, what we want to do then is say, let's start with the people whom you are targeting. So you start with your niche. You say, who are these people? Where do they go already online to try to get information or to solve their problem that they're having. Because remember, if you're in the information business, you're in the business of solving problems. And the question would be, were you better off setting out a broad net all over the whole world to say, hey, if you have this problem, come see me? Or are you better off kind of going to where people are who already have the problem? So let's just say we just pick um, just pick a niche. Let's say marriage counseling. So you're a marriage counselor. Would you be more effective just sending out advertising all over the place or even to all the places that people are talking about marriage counseling? And so, for example, if you, or if you buy uh, pay-per-click and, and you're not really, really careful about your demographic targeting, which is probably going to happen to show up on a lot of websites, where people are just talking about marriage counseling, but they're not looking for a solution. In any of those places where people are not looking for a solution, well, your advertising dollar is, is uh, well, let's just call it, just wasted. If you optimize for a keyword online where people, hey, maybe a keyword gets you a lot of traffic, but if the people who are that traffic are not um, – searching for a solution, well, they're probably not your prospect. And so the traffic you may be getting from that keyword is wasted. Same thing can happen with articles or blog posts. If you write an article or a blog post, you may write it on a topic that gets lots of traffic. I've done that before. I've written articles. They get lots of traffic. They even may get lots of clicks and subscribers. But I may find that the traffic that's coming through that article is not converting to buyers. I may have another article that gets very, very little traffic that almost everybody that comes to that article, if they click through, they become a buyer. Okay, why is that? Well, the people that are reading the one article where there's a lot of traffic may be people that are not, they're curiosity seekers, they're uh, just reading online, but they don't really have the problem that I solve. 
But the people maybe who read the more targeted article, those people are actively looking for a solution. And, and the same thing can happen with Facebook. You know, you may hear about somebody, boy, you know, I'm, you know, I, I an excellent Facebook campaign. I'm doing a great job over here with Facebook. You know, well, what's going on to make that happen? And you dig deeper and you find that they're targeting like a very specific demographic on Facebook. Maybe they're targeting women from the ages of 35 to 40. Okay, the question is, how did they find out that the women ages 35 to 40 are the perfect people to target on Facebook in, in on their uh, Facebook pages, et cetera, et cetera, through the advertising. Because perhaps if you have a product that doesn't sell well to men, doesn't sell well to women under the age of 35, and doesn't sell well to women over the age of 40, okay, then if you go out there and you just advertise, even if you advertise for women, even if you advertise just on fa Facebook pages who have your keywords in it, you'll still might find that 90% of all your clicks are totally wasted, which means you're paying 10 times as much for your traffic as you should be. And the question is, hey, how do you find out that demographic? And I'm going to kind of get into that today. But all of this to say, what we want to do is we want to start with the demographic. We want to start with the person and their need. Okay, And, and by the way, don't get hung up on that word demographic. What we, what we really want, that's a fancy scientific word that really means the people that have the need that you have and how can we slice and dice them online. What we're really looking for, what you want to focus on, is people who have a need for whatever it is that you have. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, um, we're going to kind of talk about how, how this can occur. Um, let me just take a quick look at my notes. Let's sidetrack there for a second. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to jump ahead to a tried and true approach, and uh, I'll kind of share with you what I what I had in my notes, and I don't feel as good about it. Okay, so I'm going to recommend this as a method. This sort of lumps into the usual process method, and that is the trial and error method. Okay. And that is to say, okay, well, I've heard Facebook might be good in my niche, so I'll try Facebook for three months and see what happens. Well, if it doesn't work, I'll switch over to article marketing. And if that doesn't work, I'll switch over to pay-per-click. The problem with this method is that you get burnt out because after about the third traffic source, you begin wondering if there's something wrong with you. You begin wondering if there's something wrong with your site, et cetera, et cetera. And so it, it's, a, it's a path to failure. So what I'm going to do is teach you an alternate approach, a tried and true approach, and we just get right into it. What we want to do is we want to find out. So we've already identified that we have individuals who have the needs that your, your product solves, your solution solves. It doesn't make any difference how it's delivered, okay, whether you deliver it as an audio whether you deliver it as a service, as a coaching program, as a continuity program, as a video, as a one-on-one -on -one phone call. It doesn't make any difference how it's delivered. What matters is the people who have the need and they're searching for the need. Okay, so where can we find those people? Okay, now, we're marketing online, so we're not talking here about offline. We're not talking about direct mail. We're talking about online. So the question then is where are the people who have your kinds of needs hanging out online? That's different for everybody. Everybody that is hearing the sound of my voice, each one of you, the people on your website, the people that, not on your website, but the people that need what you offer are hanging out in different places online. So the question is, where are they hanging out already? Now, I want to contrast this to trying to go out and, like, create your own pie. Okay? What you want to do is you want to go where they're already hanging out. It'd be kind of like, um, let me come up with kind of a, a, an idea here. Let's say that you're a farmer and you have tomatoes to sell. What would be the easiest way to sell those tomatoes? It, let's just say you had two options. You had two options. One is to build an entire tomato store and put signage all over and try to get people to come to your tomato store. Or there's a farmer's market down the road where other people are selling cucumbers and watermelon and apples, 
and people come to that existing store already to buy other fruits and vegetables, but that store doesn't have tomatoes because you're the only tomato farmer in town. Probably be a whole lot easier to, to, to target those customers if you were to do one of, say, three things. The easiest thing would be to get a stall inside of that farmer's market. Then everybody's just walking through the farmer's market, and, well, there you are. That's the concept with the modern-day mall. The second easiest thing would be to position yourself one block down the road, okay, on the road that people take to get to the farmer's market, and you have a sign out that says, you know, fresh tomatoes. And then maybe the third hardest way would be your tomato retail shop is five miles away, but you buy a billboard that sits really close to where people drive to get to the farmer's market that says, hey, if you want tomatoes, then here's the address, and you, know, you can uh, Google me or MapQuest me to get over there. And so those would be the three ways that maybe if you were a tomato farmer in a small town that you might sell tomatoes. As we get farther and farther from the source of where people are buying their fruits and vegetables, your conversion rates, the number of amount of traffic that you're going to get for tomatoes to your tomato shop is going to go down. It's exactly the same way online. People tend to congregate in certain places. So let's say that, that um, online, whether it's marriage counseling, whether it's weight loss, whether it's dog training, whether it's wedding gowns, whatever the case is, what you'll normally find in almost every niche out there is that there's about 10, 15, 20 places where people in your niche tend to congregate, meaning that if you can find the top 10, 15, 20 websites or blogs for your niche where people congregate, you may find that you're, you're going to, if you, if you target those websites, you're able to get right in the middle of, hey, maybe 50% of all the people online that are looking for the answer to your problem. You're just, you're right there. And what we're going to do, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to teach you how to interrupt that traffic flow and get right in the middle of it, just like the tomato farmer gets in the middle of it when he borrows a stall or he rents a stall right inside the farmer's market. Okay. So the very first step that we're going to do is we're going to find the places where people in your niche go for information. Now, there's a number of different ways you can do it. This is going to be different for every niche. Okay, so this training is not going to be your typical traffic training. These are your four steps. Number one, do this. Number two, do this. Number three, do this. Number four, do this. And you're guaranteed a million visits. It's not going to work that way because traffic doesn't work that way. And if you've tried one, two, three formulas for traffic in the past, you've probably discovered that that doesn't work no matter how good the steps are, no matter how well they work for somebody else. The odds of them actually working exactly as is for you it's pretty low. So what you've got to do, I've used the term dig your own well in the past. You've got to sort of go out there and dig your own well. Find out where that traffic is. So just like we go to that dig your own well example, you know, if, if you move out into the country, again, country example, so we don't, you know, we don't have water provided by the city, country example, and you want to get water to your home. Do you just dig wells all over the place and hope that you hit water? Or do you hire somebody to come out and tell you where the underground stream or reservoir is flowing and where it is least deep to be able to dig that well? They come out, they do a two-hour inspection, they say, okay, this is where the water is. That's where you drill your well. It's exactly the same thing here. You're going to find out where Two things. Number one, where everybody's hanging out, I'm going to add another concept in here, and that is where are other people getting their traffic in your niche for, and you're going, to, you're going to see that and find that here. So you're going to find the top 10 or 20 places people go in your niche. Now, again, there's no one, two, three, four formula. I'm going to share with you a few different ways that you can do that, but you're going to have to kind of dig in and get dirty. This process will take you two, three, four hours one afternoon to do it and to come up with your list of 20. A few different things you can do. One thing you can do is just go to Google. And, uh, and type in a few different keywords. You could type in your keyword plus top blogs. So you could type in um, marriage counselor top blogs. You could type in marriage counselor top forums. You could type in dog training forums. You could type in dog training blogs. 
you could type in there's just um, I'm not going to give them here. You'll have to you go hunt for them. There's a few lists out there with top blogs on them. So you can go out there and you just type in top blogs online. You find the top websites for your particular niche. This is just one small way that you're going to do this. What you're going to do is you're going to go out there and you're going to start looking for these top sites. In, and again, they're going to be rated differently. So a top site might be rated by the quality. It might be related by the interaction, which could be a really good thing. Maybe rated by the traffic, which could be a good thing. And what you're going to do is as you go through this, you're going to make yourself a master list. Now, your initial master list might have 40 or 50 websites or blogs on it. We're going to go through a process of reiteration to go through these websites and blogs and get rid of the the ones that perhaps aren't going to be as useful to you right now. They may You may want to keep them on a backup list because they could be useful to you in the future. Um, another way that you can do this, you can start Googling your search term. The problems are that you solve, you can start Googling those problems and start discovering what some of the websites are that are coming up in Google. Okay, now, I will tell you this, that what we've seen in Google is that we see less about traffic volume and, and really where people hang out and really a gradual move towards things, a couple of different things, content online, blogs online. Um, one thing we do see as well for days is the social media interaction. So when you see those pages coming up high, what you may be finding are just individual pages that may be kind of ranking well with your keyword in some of the social media places or it's good content, it's good original content. So again, you're not going to just use Google for this. Another place that you can go is google.com forward slash ad planner. And, and what you can do at ad planner is um, you can kind of choose a marketing segment and you, you, it'll take you a few minutes to kind of fool around on the ad planner page and you'll be able to see that there's a, a, a pull down for the demographics the types of uh, lists that you may be looking at. Okay, now just a, a hint about Ad Planner. Basically, they're getting their their information, uh, the information they're going to share with you is their advertisers. So it's not the entire web, but hey, a, a lot of people, a lot of websites that have advertising on their website um, tend to use Google, and so you're going to get um, a, a pretty big picture, pretty wide swath of websites out there. So there's an iterative process here. The first thing that you'll do is you'll find out what that demographic is. And when you click on that demographic, then Google Ad Planner will give you a list of some of the places that are getting the most traffic in that niche. And then what you can do is you can click on one of those websites. You click on one of those websites, and what, it'll, what, what Google will do for you is they will give you 10 more websites that are related to the website that you just clicked. And so what normally happens is if you click through a few of these, you're going to get deeper and deeper, you're going to niche deeper and deeper and deeper. What my experience has been, you end up coming up with smaller and smaller websites. But that's okay, because the very first layer might be websites with, you know, 4 million visits coming through you may go to some of those and go, wow, a lot of people are spending time here, and I'll talk about what you can do with those visits right now. Um, in just a moment, I'll talk to you what you can do with those visits. So what you can do is you can put those biggest websites on, on one list. You can put the next size down on another list. You can put the next size down on another list. Now, by the way, everything is relative. I'm not going to give you any empirical numbers here for what's a big website, what's a small website. I mean, if you're in a niche where there's only two competitors and the websites out there only get a thousand visits a piece. Okay, well, a thousand visits a piece times ten websites is plenty of traffic for for two competitors. But if you're in a really competitive niche where there's a thousand people selling in your niche, well, you may find that some of the websites have millions of visitors or whatever. So for you, it's going to be relative. So there's there's not going to be an empirical number that says, okay, this is the number of site size site you're looking for. Instead, you're looking for what are the top 10 or 20 places in your niche? And so it's going to be different for everybody. Another website that I don't believe does a good, as good a job as google.com forward slash ad planner, 
um, it uses kind of a different algorithm, but what it does is it gives you it does give you some ideas, and that's SimilarSites.com. So you can go over to SimilarSites.com, and you can get some other ideas of what some of the websites are out there. I don't think that you're going to find them ranked as much according to traffic. There's going to be a lot of noise in there. But I like to give you, and there's a different options, I like to give them to you. And by the way, what I'm telling you right now, these are just, these are just a few techniques I'm giving you as a starter idea. You really, remember, you're going to spend two or three hours working on this. Ask yourself, how can I find where people are hanging out? Another way you can find where people are hanging out is go to the forums that are in your niche, find some forums that are getting some traffic, and just start talking to people. Okay, Just start talking to people and asking them, hey, if you had a question about XYZ, who would you recommend me to? If you had a question, if you were looking for the answer to this, what website do you think might help me? And if you get five people that all recommend the same website, what does that tell you? Well, that tells you, if you only talk to ten people, that half the people know what this one website is. What does that tell you? A lot of people are hanging out at that particular website. Okay, So this is your starting point. You're going to make as, as much of a list as you can, 20, 30, 40, 50 websites where people in your niche hang out. Now, remember, you may already know what some of these are. I mean, my goodness, if you're experienced in your niche, where do you go to learn more about your topic? So those are places where people are hanging out. Then what we're going to do, your next step is once you determine your list of 30, 40, 50, you're going to go through each website, and you're going to look at the website, and you're going to find out how you could get involved and get some of that traffic. Okay, so let's just say that you go to a website and they're getting some traffic. There are people hang out there. How do you get involved? So the first thing that you do when you look at a website, you might say, oh, well, they have advertising on it. Okay, you say, okay, well, what company is advertising? Okay, so it might be Google, it might be AdRoll, it might be MSN or, or Yahoo or, or uh, some of the smaller companies. You, you say, okay, so these folks are advertising. You could even create a spreadsheet and have a, a line for this. You say, who at, how do you advertise on this website? Oh, Google. Okay, so you can go to Google and purchase advertising on a specific website. You can target a specific website. You do the same thing with Yahoo and, and MSN and, and AdRoll, et cetera, et cetera. So you can go in and target specific websites. Now, Remember, I was talking earlier about how what most people do, what the training out there tells you to do. I don't know that this is what most people do that are actually making money, but the training out there about traffic might, okay, go to, to Google and find all the, the places that are advertising. Just start advertising and see which ones work for you. Hey, I'm saying do it the opposite. Go find out where the traffic is happening and then find out where the advertising is coming from. So that'd be one way to do it. Okay. By the way, down the road you'll be able to get into demographics. I'll share with that with you in a moment in more detail. But the concept here is that once you let's say you start advertising on ten websites with Google Pay Per Click, and remember you're not doing the traditional go to Google Pay Per Click, find out all the websites, do testing on all of them, and find out what works. Okay. And obviously it's a much it's much more sophisticated than that. But come on, that's the basic premise. What we're doing instead is we're targeting where the people are first. Then once you find that there's 10 websites, then what you can do is you can start digging into Google and say, okay, what are the demographics on these 10 websites? Oh, it's uh, men over the age of 55. Oh, it's women between the ages of 25 and 40. What does that tell you? That tells you what the demographics are. Then you can start thinking about doing demographic targeting with other pay-per-click providers, you could maybe expand in Google pay-per-click with demographic targeting. You could expand into, let's say, Facebook with demographic targeting. Now, by the way, notice I'm building this in stages. I'm building the first stage is find the websites. The second stage is I'm telling you what are some different ways on the website to get traffic. And by the way, just because I'm going to Google pay-per-click first, that's not the first place that you'll go. I'll share that with you in a moment. I'm giving it to you sort of in the order that it shows up on the page. But Google pay-per-click is something that you may do on down the road. Facebookizing is something you may do on down the road. Then once you get started the way that I'm sharing with you right now, demographics is something you'll do even farther down the road. 
because starting out in your business, you don't know what the demographics are. You've got to find out what those demographics are through data mining on your website, through, through Google and Facebook, et cetera. You can find out what that, that, those demographics are. Then you can do demographic targeting. Okay, so the next place that you can look at the website for once you pass advertising is you can say, is there community involvement? Is there a forum? Is there a blog where people have conversation? You know, there's a difference. So sometimes you're going to have to dig on this a little bit. You're going to have to look at the blog post. You're going to have to click to a bunch of blog posts and read the comments. Are people actually engaging in conversation, or are other marketers coming in and just putting links, buy here, buy here, buy here? You want conversation. If people are just posting a bunch of links, then that, that blog is probably not well moderated. There's probably not a good lot of solid conversation. You know, dig in. Is there conversation here? Is this a community that I want to join and become a part of? If you find that it is a community that you want to become a part of, then what you could do is you could join the conversation. You could begin commenting. You could begin asking some questions. You could get in there and participate. The next thing that you could do, let's say there's a forum on the website. You look and you see, do, do people participate in this forum? You know, if there's only two people online, maybe people don't participate. But if there's 78 people, if there's 250 people online, you can get in there and begin to communicate and become a valuable part of the community. Okay, the next thing that you might look at is the blog posts. Are they all written by the owner or are they written by multiple people? Now, how do you find that out? Well, you look at the name of the person that wrote the blog now, if they're all uh, just the company name, then you might want to read some of the articles and ask yourself, are they all in the same voice? Okay, I mean, hopefully by now, you read an article and you read another article, you can tell whether the same person wrote both articles or a different person wrote. You can tell by grammatical structure, by the level of um, spelling, you know, vocabulary that's used. You can, you can usually read a couple articles and say, okay, this one was written this way and this one was written up, two different writers. You go through and determine, are there multiple writers? Okay, then what you can do is you can look at the blog posts themselves and find out, do all the blog posts simply go back to that same site? Or do they go to other people's sites? Now, here's why that's useful. If the, if the, the blog post at the end, there's a call to action, and it leads somewhere. If that call to action is always going to that person's website, chances are, you're not going to be able to do any guest blogging and get a link to your website. But if you find that all the blog posts are written by different people, they're going to different websites, different third-party websites, then there's a good possibility that, they, that this website might like to hire you as a guest blogger, as a paid position or, or a volunteer position, to write a few articles a month, and you'll write the article. It'll be posted all night, and there'll be a link to your, to your website. Okay, now, these are just some of the ideas here. Another place that you may go is uh, Facebook. Okay, so you look at and see, and not just Facebook, but social media, you look at this website and say, is it connected with Facebook? If they just have three fans, well, they may be physically connected, but there's not community going on. But they have 9,480 fans. Guess what? If you're into Facebook, Boy, it'd be a great place to go. Go join that Facebook page, okay, and become involved in the discussion. So you're going to expand your involvement outside of the website itself. Okay, now I have not given you an exhaustive way that you can get involved. You've got to go through each one of these websites and just take notes. I could get involved by advertising on this one. I could do blog posts on this one. This place takes private advertising. There's a forum here etc., etc., etc. Okay, now let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's say that you go to a website that has just a few writers. There's not a whole lot of commercialism going on, but boy, it's a pretty good website. You'd love to get involved in that website. Okay, so let me ask you a question, quiz. Would you be better off sending the owner an email and saying, hey, um, you know, I'm brand new in the area, and I would just love to advertise on your website and write some blogs for you? Or... Would you be better off getting involved, doing some really intelligent blog commenting, um, you know, maybe really getting involved 
and giving great information, giving great feedback on the blog, getting involved in the discussion, and then maybe the owner notices you and comes back and says, hey, thanks for you know commenting. Boy, that was a great comment. And now you're able to go to the owner and say, hey, yeah, you know, I really enjoy your blog and I like it. And I, you know, I, I, um, I've got you know, a business that's sort of in a similar niche that uh, and I've just had a whole lot of fun interacting here. And by the way, you know, have you, you know, do you have any interest in having somebody like me maybe do a couple of blog posts for you every single month? This may be a scenario where somebody never lets anybody else write a blog post. Why? Maybe because they've gone out there and they've hired 25 blog post writers before and they found that every single one of them, except maybe one, so 24 out of 25, writes really lousy articles and they get tired of reading through them and throwing them in the trash and sending rejection letters. So they just say, you know what? Forget it. I'll just write my own or I'll hire a dedicated writer. But if you've built a relationship through the commenting and getting in forum and genuinely helping out, and three months later you begin to develop a relationship with the owner, they may say, you know what? I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks, and it really would be nice to have somebody write some blog posts for me while I'm gone. Let's give it a trial run for a couple of weeks. And, and I know that you might be hearing that, and you might think, okay, well, that's a serendipitous type of thing. How many people are going on vacation next week? You know, it's just a just an off-the-top-of-the-head scenario, but if you, if you are talented in what you do, if you really know your niche, if you're genuinely helping people in your niche, if, if you can really add to the community, a lot of websites out there would love to have you participate in their, their website. And so your job, once you identify the top 10 or 20 out of your list of 30, 40, or 50, you're going to begin a process of maximizing your involvement on each website. So, for example, let's say, let's say that you go through, you do this process for 50 websites, and you choose 15 of them that really, if you could get involved, they have a blog where you can comment, they've got some nice advertising, et cetera, et cetera. So you pick your list of 15. Now, first of all, what do you do with your list of 35 rejects? You don't throw them away. What you can do is you can use those later down the road because they probably have advertising opportunities on them. So once you, once you figure out what what subject line works for your, your advertising, what banner ad works for your advertising, then you could roll it out to the other 35. So for right now, you're just going to put the third list of 35 on the back burner. You're going to come to the list of 15, and you're going to just sequentially go through them. You're, hey, how can I get involved? Let's say that, that one of those websites has a private advertising. So instead of buying through Google or MSN, you actually buy through the owner. Okay, so let's say that you become a little bit involved in the blog or the, you, know, you, you do some commenting if possible. You get involved and you talk with the owner about doing some advertising. You run $100 worth of advertising the first month. You come back after the first month and you say, boy, I really, really like advertising here. I'm getting some good response. Could we work something out where, you know, maybe I'll double my expenditure and I could also get involved in helping you out with the blogs? Okay, so let me ask you a question. If somebody owns a blog and you're investing $200 a month with them, are they more or less likely to hire you to do some of their guest blog posts than some random person in your niche that comes begging for a, for a position as a guest blogger? My guess is they probably they, they 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 like the fact that you're advertising, you're investing, the ad looks really good, and you know what? Boy, it'd be great if you could contribute as well. Now there's a synergy that happens here. You've got a blog post, and you have an advertisement, and you're also commenting on other people's blogs. After a while, people see your name, and they go, "Oh, that Valerie." You know, she's really involved here on the website. She must be on the staff here. I mean, that's just what people think. They think she must be on the advisory board here. Okay, oh, John, he's really involved here. He must be one of the owners. Okay, he must be part of this website. Okay? And all you haven't done anything to tell them that. All that's happened is they see you all over the website. They see you in the advertising. They see you on the blog post. They see you featured. They see you commenting. And, and maybe you help moderate. 
you got all kinds of good things going on here. You, you're in the forum. You, you get good things going on all over the place. So what happens? People begin to see you as the expert. And when they need a, they need to buy a solution to your problem that you solve, what, who are they going to go to? Somebody they don't, they've never heard of before, or are they going to go to you? My guess is they're going to go to you because you have cemented a presence there. Okay, now, by the way, before I go any further, does this take more time and does this take more effort than just throwing $1,000 a month at a pay-per-click campaign? Well, yeah, it does. Probably going to get you better results, though. Okay, now, does this take more time and effort than just writing five random blog posts every month and just sending them all over the web? Well, yeah, it's probably going to get you more results, too. Is this going to happen overnight? Well, no, but chances are all the overnight traffic solutions out there, they're not really overnight traffic solutions anyway. They may look like it. They may smell like it. They may feel like it, but they're not. You've probably tried some of them, and it takes time to drive traffic. Now, this type of traffic is going to take longer. It's going to take longer. But if you cement yourself as the expert at wherever it is that you're driving traffic, that is almost like an asset that you can carry with you for year after year after year. Would you like me to take it to another level for you? Yeah, I'll take it to another level. Let's say that you find these 15 top websites and blogs, and let's say, let's just say 30% of everybody in your niche, if they're searching for a solution, they end up at one of these 15 places. I'll just throw that number out of the air. It could be 50%. It could be 20%. Let's just say it's 30%. So they go to website A, and they find you're all over the website. You're blogging. You're commenting. You're moderating. You're buying traffic. Okay? When I say buying traffic, I mean you bought some advertising. Okay? Then they go to another website, and you're there too. And they go to another website, and you're there too. And they join a Facebook group, and you're there too. And and what happens? Now it goes to even a higher level. Those people who get involved in that circle begin to see you as an uber expert. You're like the expert of experts. Because remember, everybody's website that you're on, likely the, the owner is only on that one website. And they do some advertising somewhere, but they're probably primarily right there on that one website. You're on all 15. And people don't realize that you you may not be the superstar that you appear to be, but because you're on the 15 websites they happen to traffic, then what happens? Well, they see you as being that expert. It's 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 um it's just a it's a community effect that begins to happen, and it happens exponentially when you get involved in multiple websites. And we're not talking about multiple websites that are all over the world or all over different niches. We're talking about these specific websites for your exact problem. Because, see, you don't need to be seen by the whole world as an expert. You only need to see, be seen as an expert by the people that get into your I wasn't planning on teaching this next thing, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to you anyway. Okay, let's say that you want to amplify how people perceive you as an expert. So let's say that they go to one website, and then they click on a Google ad or they click on private advertising and they get to your website. And that's the only place they go today. Maybe they go there and they, they, they clicked a Google ad um, and they went to somebody else's website. Okay, so they're on these two websites. You're not on the other website, but you're on this website. And then they come to your email list. Now, they get on your email list and on day two, you send them to a different you send them to one of your blog posts on a different third-party website. And on day four, you send them to one of your blog posts on another one of those websites. And over the course of the first 30 days, you personally introduce them to all 15 of your top 15 websites. You don't tell them that you're doing that. You don't tell them that they're your 15 websites that you target. But what happens after 30 days? They've got 15 websites bookmarked for information in your niche and every single time they go to one of those websites for information, you pop up. Wow. Does, does that cement you as an expert? You see, when you use this approach, you go where the traffic is, you position yourself as an expert, people will come to you based on who you are and how you relate to them, 
not just because you're paying so much money to get the traffic in or because you're slaving away writing billions of articles to try to get the traffic in. Okay, now, that's not to say, you want, remember, we can scale this to another level. We can say, hey, once we, we're doing advertising on all 15 websites, we've figured out the demographics, we've figured out who buys, we've figured out our email campaign like I teach you in other trainings, we've figured all of these pieces out, we've figured out what to sell, we know what works. Hey, we can scale this to the other 35 websites, we can scale this to every niche website in your niche. You can scale it up and you already know what works, so it's not as risky. You could also get involved in blog marketing. So you could take this to another level. So all we've talked about so far is just finding 15 people's websites. Well, what if you were to create your own website today and you were to post one new blog post on it every day for the rest of the year, every day for the next year, so the next 365 days, or just working days, so five days a week times 52 weeks, what is that, 210 days. So at the end of one year, you had 210 blog posts, and on in, you're going to rotate the blog posts. You're going to recommend people go to these other 15 websites. Why? They're sending traffic away from me. It doesn't matter because when they get to the other person's website, they're going to come back right back to you anyway. Why? Because you're featured all over the place of the other person's website. And so what's going to happen is, when somebody comes to your website, you're now going to send them to somebody else's website that has your picture on it, that has your email on it. And when they come to your website with your email on it, come to somebody else's website with your picture on it, with, with uh, your blog post on it, and you do this over time, the course of time, they begin to see you as an expert all over the place, and you're cementing your own website as an expert website, and what may happen over time if you do this right and you communicate and you build relationship with the people in the other 15 blogs, maybe even the 35 down, the websites and blogs, not just blogs, they start linking to your website, recommending people come to your content because you're writing such incredible content on your blog. Okay? And so what I've just shared with you, I believe, is one of the ideal ways to do blog marketing. I, I think that a lot of times people talk about blog marketing, and it involves writing an article a day and then going asking a bunch of people to link to your, to your, your blog post, et cetera, et cetera. It goes back to this whole idea. If you build a relationship with people and you voluntarily link to their blog and they begin to see that they're getting traffic from you, well, human nature is cool. They go, wow, you know, John's sending me 200 visits a day you know, to my top blog post, I'll buy, hey, I'll start doing the very same thing. You get 15 people doing that for you. After a while, you are in that pack of 15, and it may only take a year to, to get there and to, to, um, to solidify that. Let me take another look at my notes, make sure I've covered everything that I wanted to give you. So the next step is once you find I'm not going to go into details on this. Um, this, this is going to be kind of site-dependent, but what, what you can do is, what you can determine over the course of the year, you can determine what are the first 15 places where I'm getting the most buyers from. And then you can use Google and you can use other adver- – a lot of times the advertising tools will have this. You can probably pay for a tool out there that will do this. But you can find the demographics of each one of those sites. I mean, my goodness, you could probably go to Alexa.com and get the demographics. I mean, again, you, you, you may want to look in a few different places so that you feel like you're getting a good cross-section, but you find out what the demographics are. So who's buying from you? Are women from 35 to 50 buying from you? Are men from 55 to 70 buying from you? Are, are teenagers from 15 to 21 buying from you? Who's buying from you? And once you find out who's buying from you, then you can target the websites using Google, using the other advertising platforms, you can target websites that have similar demographics. You can do the same thing in Facebook, you, you know, maybe some of the other social media, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's on down the road. I don't recommend doing that at first. Can I, I, I told you earlier that I kind of gave you these steps in the order that they appear on the page. So advertising is usually first and then the blog. But when you get started, what you're probably going to start out with is getting involved in the community if you find that a community is reactive and buys from you, is at least reactive, comes to your website, then you might say, okay, that community is where I want to advertise and begin to get something exponential. So the first step is to get involved in the community. The second step is to start buying advertising. And then the third step might be demographics. 
Okay, now there's one more thing that I'm not going to teach you all how to do because I, I have another training that teaches you how to do this, but and that would be to say, okay, now that I have discovered all of these websites and in the process of the three months, say the initial three months, I've met a lot of people in the industry, I've found 35 people who have email lists that have been built off of all of these websites. What do we know about the people on those email lists? Well, they're probably a cross-section. They're probably right off of these websites. What would be a really easy way to get into those people's homes? Well, to talk to the, the owners of those lists and say, hey, you know, for a price, can I send an email out to your list asking people to come to, to my website? And if you've built a relationship, then that's going to be easier to do. Okay. Um then maybe the last thing that you might do is add content search. Okay, so we've kind of been talking about direct advertising, um, what you may want to toy with as a final step. So we've gone through all these steps, and you say, I'm getting 10,000 visits a month, but I want more, and I'm doing everything I can, and that's all I can get, but I want more. Then what you might do is you can say, okay, well, with some of the ad networks, can I do content ads? So maybe with Google, you can say, can I do content ads? And, and can I use the demographics? Can I use the information that I have learned about what works in the advertising? Can I transfer that over, over to content? Another thing I want to leave you with is you don't have to do any of these things in any order. If, if you are short on time, but you have a budget, say you have a budget of $2,000 a month for traffic, but you don't have any time to get involved in your community, okay, well, just run advertising on the 15 sites. Get started there. If you already have a list of 25 competitors that have email lists, maybe you start out with solo ads. Okay? So what I'm not saying is that you have to start out with the exact order that I've given you. It's a recommended order, especially if you have the time to do it. It's a recommended order. But it sure beats just going out there and blindly grabbing for a traffic source, hoping it works, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so let's just do a quick review of what we're going to do when we wrap this training up. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to identify as many as 30 to 50 websites and blogs that people tend to go to in your niche when they have the kind of problems that you solve. You're going to call that list down to maybe 10 to 20 websites that are, have some good community involvement, meaning that – and possibly some good advertising opportunities. Okay, so – just because there's not an interactive blog doesn't mean that they shouldn't be in your top list, but they may only be good for advertising. It may not be somewhere that you can publish on. What you're going to do is you're going to find the 10, 15, 20 websites that you can get involved with, that you can interact with, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to find ways to get into that website, meaning get deeper than just posting a blog. You want to get involved in the comments. If they have a moderator spot open, hey, maybe you could become a moderator. You know, and, and again, you don't want to become a moderator on a website. It's going to take a lot of time. It isn't getting you getting anything out of it. But if it's a website that you've identified that gets 50,000 visits a month and, and you could see that a 1,000 of those could come your way and that you can, trans, you can translate that into revenue, you know what? It might be worth 20 minutes a day as a moderator. It might be worth outsourcing to, your team, or to a team member a 20 minute, you could hire somebody for two hours a day to do 20 minutes of moderating on six different websites. Okay, so there's a lot to obviously, depending on what their terms of service are, et cetera, et cetera, but there's lots of different ways that you can dig into these websites. And by the way, you're doing all of this above board. We're not talking about manipulating or being deceptive or stealing. We're not, none of that. It's all above board. You're going to go in, you're going to do all the things that you can possibly do to help out the website. You're going to get the owner notices what you're doing. You and the owner start chatting. They realize they could use a little bit extra help. They like you. You, you get involved. I mean, this is just a matter of building some relationships. And we're not talking about building 10,000 relationships. We're talking about 15. And we're talking about initially just building community, just communicating and getting in there, doing some blog marketing, you know, Maybe here's another idea. Maybe you do have a Facebook page that it converts pretty well. You bring take people over there. You're not sharing all about you know everything personal that's going on in your life, but it, it's a business Facebook page, and you're sending people over there. And you, you send people there, and they get involved, and they end up buying from you. Okay, so then maybe what you do is you begin to get involved in sending people that are on that website into your Facebook community. Okay? Or maybe you have another social media community. 
Maybe there's a Yahoo group that you're involved in. Maybe there's a Skype group that you're involved in. Maybe there's a Skype group or a Yahoo group that's huge in your niche that you need to become involved in. Okay, and when I say involved, again, I'm not talking about getting in there and sell, sell, sell. I'm talking about getting in there and building relationship and chatting with people, building relationships. You build that relationship into blog marketing, into blog dissemination, into article dissemination, into advertising, into solo ads, et cetera, et cetera. I want to be very, very clear as I close this training that nobody takes away from this a five-step process. So if, if you've written down what I've told you to do today and you've made three lists of one, two, three, four, five, and you forget about it, and two weeks later you come back and you say, okay, I'm going to start doing this. And Sean said, one, two, three, four, five. And our, our normal custom when we're trying to do things is, to, okay, one comes first and two comes second and three comes third. And you come back two weeks later, you look at your list, you're going to, okay, well, Sean said do one first and you go do it. Do two for second and go do it. Please, I want to leave you with everything I've just given you is an idea. It, it, this is an idea for you to run with. This is not to box you into having to do blog commenting. This is not to box you into blog marketing. It's not to box you into Google. It is to say, how can you have an integrated impact in the websites out there? And by the way, that could be different for every website. So one website might have Google and blog posts and a forum. Another website might have ad roll, um, blog interaction, and blog commenting. Another website out there might have private advertising and Facebook. Every website might be different. Another website might be really looking for a good guest blogger, and they'll let you post a new blog post every single day. Another website just needs somebody once a month. Another website needs somebody once a week. Okay, maybe you don't want to write blog posts. That's okay. You get involved in the advertising. You don't want to advertise. You do solo ads. Maybe one month you do solo ads. One month you do blog marketing. But your central hub is this list of 15 websites rather than your central hub being solo ads or rather than your central hub being pay-per-click or your central hub being Facebook or your central hub being, being uh, blog marketing. So I just really want to leave you with sort of a holistic view of driving traffic based on where people are online. So quick review. Find out where people are that have your problems online. Find 10 or 12, web, 10 to 20 websites and blogs that are in your niche. Find ways to get into those websites and blogs and become a part of the website, whether that's um, pay-per-click, Facebook, blog marketing, solo ads, getting involved in the community forums, whatever the case is. I'll go ahead and close this out. I think that I've covered everything that I wanted to share with you here. Now it's time for you to get out there and drive traffic.